Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Texas, the show about some things, Texas. And some things not. We're fixing the levels because Gunner is talking too loud once again. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. The audio's been dialed in. It's lately, been pretty good lately. I mean, look like, dude, knock wood, but like, <laughs> I think I think I've got everything set up pretty well. Pretty well to handle my yeah. vocals. Anyway, we've got a great show in store for you. Some resources we'll be sharing in the show notes yeah. a little bit later on. But first, as always, we have our not sponsors. Not sponsors. They don't sponsor us. They, they give do. us zero money. Zero money, and that's why we make fun of them anyway. Who's our not, first not sponsor for today's episode? Our first not sponsor is People Who Smoke. People, people who, who smoke. smoke. Hey, what's that smell? It's People, people Who, who smoke. smoke. Didn't hey. people stop using cigarettes like 20 years ago? People, people who, who smoke. smoke. People Who Smoke. Don't go on airplanes. Don't go in public restrooms. Don't go in my house. In fact, just stay outside where you belong. People who smoke. Why is it that your hair also looks like you haven't showered in 30 days? People who smoke. Is your hair yellow? Are your nails yellow? Are your teeth yellow? Are you people who smoke? Do you have a white beard, but the area around your lips is oddly brownish, blondish? People who smoke. <laughs> Are you a hipster bartender who's trying to look cool smoking American cigarettes? People who smoke. <laughs> I hate them all. I, I This was brought on because earlier... We were at a coffee shop, and I was like, someone who smokes is in this room right now. Can you believe that people, like, everybody used to smoke? Every, like, that's, it's weird to think, like, what we were smelling and right. how rancid is how it everything, was. everything smelled Everything that way. and everyone, Every including everybody's breath. Which I guess means that that's why it was okay, is everybody did it. Yeah, but I guess you just do didn't you notice. Do you it. remember going to the the Western Grill at the yes. time? K Bob's and it had, had a smoking, smoking section, area, and it was foggy. We're we we are old enough to remember what's called a We're smoking just section. Old enough to remember like what a smoking section right. was. Mom like, and dad are old enough to remember there was a smoking section on planes. Yeah, which is wild. It's wild. But like out. I am old enough to remember hostesses saying yeah. smoking, smoking or, or non smoking. Yeah. Yeah crazy absolutely insane and you can tell if they haven't remodeled since then because there's an area that's just got like yellow grungy wallpaper yep i wonder if in the future it's going to be like binary or not binary people who smoke anyway (laughs) who's our our second not sponsor (laughs) our second not sponsor is social clubs social Social clubs clubs. are you super racist but want to seem like you're not but you want the exclusion social Social clubs clubs. do you not have a job but want to talk about how you kind of have one social Social clubs clubs. do you have a top bun and you're a white guy social Social clubs clubs. do you have an engineering or other type of stem degree and really don't have any friends outside (laughs) of your college that you used to go to but you're really trying hard in your 30s to make friends social Social clubs. clubs do you have just enough money to justify your morning drinking habits social clubs <laughs> again brought on yesterday i was on a walk with a friend and there's this yeah. building in east austin that's like all black yeah iron sort of rustic look and there's all these white like dumb looking people outside of it yeah and i've walked by it a few times and there's a gate like a legit gate a sure. security guard 
And we walked by and I and me. So I said, hey, what is this place? And this girl was like, it's a social club. It's like we have a bar and a restaurant and a coffee shop mm-hmm. and a music venue. And some C word dude with a top bun and aviators. on was like, yeah, it's the best place ever. And I knew immediately like that guy's living off of either a trust fund or his parents died. Oh, absolutely. He for sure doesn't have a job. Um, you should have just been like, how's everybody's crypto profile doing? <laughs> how's, how's that crypto? How's looking? that crypto working out for it's on you? on sale right now. Um, and it's <laughs> just, just the idea of what uh, happens in those rooms. Right. Like, Same thing that happens in any other bar or club, just yeah. less diversity. And I'm just, I'm sorry, but if you have to like have a bar in your office, you're, hey man. in my opinion, you're a loser. Look, but, dude, I am torn because I support classy drinking. <laughs> And but, I feel I mean, like social clubs classy drinking, elevate, classy elevate drinking the level happens of drinking. after 5 p.m. No, that's true. That's true. Like, Unless it's Sunday, in which if case, I was ever, brunch. If we were ever working on a deal with somebody, yeah. right? Like, say we're 10 years down the road, Texas sure. has blown up, and we're, like, going to work on a partnership with a brand. And yeah. they're like, let's meet at this bar at 10 a.m. I would be like, we will never work together. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just straight up, we will never yeah. work together. There's a difference between having, like, a Lone Star on a 2 o'clock podcast. Yeah. That's trashy. On a Saturday. That is trashy drinking, and we're aware of it. Yes, but at least we're doing it trashy. Right. But if you have to, like, dress nice to yeah. go day drink while you act like you work, <sighs> go die. Anyway... <laughs> Social clubs. clubs. We have opinions about them. <laughs> All right. Speaking of social clubs, yes. Should we uh, pump our first kind of sponsor? Sponsor. Okay. Uh, we should pickle down. It is an online social club. <laughs> <laughs> See I what we did there? It. See, it was. Yeah. It was great. It, it was, was a good pickle down. Visit pickledow.io to get in on the whitelist. Soon, very soon, very it's a soon. secret date. You get on the whitelist. They'll they let you send know. a chill pickle NFT that gives you access to the first pickleball mm-hmm. online community. You will get access and ownership to a professional pickleball team. Mm-hmm. You'll get early access to apparel that is sustainably made. And it's just fun to play pickleball. If Pickle, you play playing pickleball, pickleball is really fun. Whether you've played once or you play a thousand times a week, you are welcomed in this community. Go check it out at pickledow.io. Go follow them at pickledow on Twitter. Get all the updates there. We appreciate these guys and appreciate what they have in store. Pickledow. Pickle all right. Do you want to hear about what happened one time in Texas history? Once upon a time in Texas history. So this is probably the most recent historical date that we'll ever talk about. You get over there, you got a look on your I'm face. I'm good. Oh, I'm, I'm just adjusting my microphone. Okay, well, your I'm face. Having, are we good? That's just my face. All right. Okay. <laughs> wow. What, you wow, looked dude. worried. Wow. You were looking at the mixer. Just like, just like worried no, my face. No, you, you were looking at hey the guys, mixer. Hey, guys, Gunner doesn't like my face. News no, flash. I love your face. You were looking at the mixer and then it's looking my job. at the computer. I don't know if the audio went out. Sometimes it's my audio. This is a podcast. Yeah. We have to like make sure the audio is good. I know. Good. It's my job. Anyway, so on June 15th, 2022, Myra Flores became the first Mexican-American woman voted to the Texas House of Representatives and also the first go. Mexican-American woman Republican to be voted to the Texas House of Representatives. We call that a twofer. That is a twofer. So, yeah, she will be the first Republican since Reconstruction to represent Texas's Rio Grande Valley in Congress. Wow. The decisive win by the 36-year-old healthcare worker was born in Mexico. The daughter of migrant workers highlights the continued 
rightward drift of South Texas, which has long been viewed as a safe Democratic stronghold. After flipping the House seat in Texas's 34th con- congressional district, Flores will be the first Mexican-born re- Republican member of Congress and the first Mexican-born Congresswoman. There you go. So, you know, whatever side of the aisle you're on, we don't care. We straddle the middle. Just yeah. want to highlight there is a woman from Texas who has been voted to represent her district in Texas who was born born in Mexico, mm-hmm. immigrated with her family, has worked very hard to build a life and a reputation in that area. That is the American uh, dream, we'll right? We'll put this link in the show notes, the National Review article about how she won, because one thing to note here is this is a temporary seat. Right, so she's actually going to have to run again she in like six months. She will have to run months. again in November. She yeah. was planning on running, and right. the person who was going to contest stepped her down early. stepped down early, and the person on the Democratic side also holds like another seat yeah. locally and wasn't going to give it up to run for the temporary seat. So we'll see what happens. This six months is yeah. going to either solidify her position there exactly. or guarantee her getting voted out. I do want to say anyone who puts an asterisk by her win here mm-hmm. is a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk. She was running contested. This yeah. wasn't an uncontested run. And she won, won She won with 51% of the vote yeah. across four different candidates. Yeah, like that's... That that's that, decisive. That means she won without any type of like qualification yeah. uh, on the win. Exactly. So... Anyway, the nationalreview.com article on it, one highlights the shift from right. left to right, quote unquote, in South in that Texas. District, yeah. It's worth a read. This is the only article I found among about 20 that does a good yeah. job of just like, look, here's it, what happened. Yeah. Left or right, Republican, Democrat, whatever. Just here's what happened. Here's what's going on in yeah. South Texas as far as a shift toward the right. It is an interesting read. It is an interesting read. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we are a podcast. I'm going to shout out uh, Crystal and Sager on yep. uh, you know their podcast, Breaking Points. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of breaking down, uh, kind of down the middle, what it is and what's going on. Yeah. Adding in all the different aspects of it. Because there's different aspects. Because there's different everything. aspects of it. I will say it, it's interesting because her campaign slogan is God, Family, Country. Right. And um, you know the person writing this said this describes the heartbeat of the Latino community. Sure. And it is interesting as two white dudes from a predominantly Hispanic slash Mexican town. Yeah. That's, that is kind of an accurate, accurate slogan as far as like what we witnessed as far as Mexican-American culture in yeah. Andrews, Texas god family country it was yes. hard-working families absolutely who worked hard at their day job worked hard to raise responsible kids mm-hmm. worked hard to make sure kids got through school just people who took responsibility for their jobs for their families very devoutly mostly catholic but mostly even catholic like, but yeah christian you christian, know whatever it was like other denominations every sunday yeah. it was a prayerful crew um and i mean like you can't be from Andrews and not remember the barbecues that were happening either oh, at Flory Park every Sunday, every Sunday, or at Andrews County Park in the middle of town around the Duck Pond every Sunday. Dude, like, I got I got my first pair of stitches uh, <laughs> at a yeah at a, at, at a at, church picnic uh, awesome. yeah out at Flory Park. Heck yeah! So Heck anyway, yeah. so shout Ju- out to her. Really, shout you know, out to her. Good job. Day um, in Texas history, June fifteenth, twenty twenty two is the yeah. first time that a Mexican born woman was voted to the U.S. Congress. I love that. And she's from Texas. And she's from Texas. Let's, Let's go. go. All right. You want to hear about our small town? Small town of the week. Directly related to our friend, I, I just don't want to hear his name, Myra Flores. Yeah. San Benito, a city in Cameron County, Texas, United States, population 24,250 as of the 2010 census. 
San Benito is known as the Resca City. The Resca de los Frenzos, 400 feet wide, flows through the city. It is uh, indicated by its Spanish name as a dry river bed. Mm -hmm. It is also the now main canal of a large irrigation system in the valley. San Benito was first named Diaz in honor of Porfirio Diaz, president of Mexico at the time. The people in San Benito area were predominantly of Mexican ancestry. The Anglo settlers came after the completion of the first irrigation system in 1906. Prior to that time, this region was an arid, mesquite, and cactus-covered wilderness. Irrigation water touched off crop production, uh, which supported the railroad. And yeah, so to this day, it's still very much a small town supported and really the surrounding community is supported by agriculture because since it's a pretty mild winter, there are different crops that can grow year round. So it's Mm -hmm. very much a community centered around agriculture. There you go. So San Benito, Texas. San Benito. San Benito. Lizard's left foot. San Benito, home of the first Mexican-American woman voted to Congress. There you go. From Texas. From te- well, obviously, because yeah, it's right, in te- Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who was our bidet? All right. So our Texas bidet of the week is not even from Texas. Okay. We've done that before. So we've done it before. Anyone uh, that's going to come this at is, us, this, this is a before. significant person for mm-hmm. a few reasons. He okay. is also an interesting person. Okay. Whenever this podcast gets released, it is going to be Monday, June 20th. 20th. Day before... Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Colloquially, we call June 19th Juneteenth. Why? Because that is when emancipation was finally enforced in Texas, in Galveston. And it was the last state to have that enforcement enacted. Mm Ergo, and when we is, say in force, yeah, we mean, it was by force. And this is this is what I'm talking about. So our Texas bidet is Gordon Granger. <laughs> I thought you almost said Gordon Ramsay. It was like, wait, what? <laughs> and Gordon Granger delivered the General Order Number 3 on June 19th in 1865 in Galveston, Texas, further informing residents of and enforcing mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation which set all Confederate state slaves free on January 1st, 1863. Notice that's two years that's difference. That's two years and, a, and some change. And now June, June 19th wanted, is now recognized you know, as June 10th. It was further informing. Further informing. A lot of people, especially since Biden officially made right. Juneteenth a national holiday, have said it was the first time people in Texas have heard. Yeah. That's not true at all. Correct. People in <laughs> Texas, both slaved, enslaved enslaved people, people and slave owners knew they would eat they even moved here from other states from like so they Kentucky, could keep slaves South Carolina later to Texas yeah to further hold their slaves right. even though slaves in Texas at the time and that came from those states knew that they were by law emancipated yes so general order number three mm-hmm. was the military enforcement of that decree yep which was passed before ultimately the 13th amendment was ratified yeah those are important things to note. Now, this this person, uh, you know, Granger, it, he was born in New York. Um, he went to a military academy, okay. and he did would he go to West Point. Or? He did. He, okay. he went to West Point, and that's like uh, he met John Pope there, who had become one of his mentors. He became the Pope. And interestingly enough, he meets Ulysses S. Grant there. Oh. Who, as we know, mm-hmm. General General Grant, General Grant, President Grant. Yep. He, uh, this is the interesting part. He and Grant hated each other. Okay. They they held a grudge against each other, mm-hmm. and 
it is stated that Ulysses S. Grant is likely uh, to have held the grudge more than Granger. Okay. And I can't find out why. Like, just, like there's I'm really going to have no to do info. like deeper reading yeah. and maybe do like an amendment, but I, I spent a good hour kind of skimming the internet and whatnot. Could not find what this what this feud was originally about. <laughs> so I wonder if it was just like an alpha versus alpha thing. Maybe like, like who knows? You, you you know nobody knows what happened. Uh, like nobody knows what could have happened Ooh, in the or barracks. Or they were gay. What? It is Pride Month. Uh, you know, happy yeah. Pride Month. Uh, Maybe one of them was gay and the yeah. other one didn't return the feelings, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Well, like, we're, uh, we're just gonna go be military or they made guys out." Now. And then they were like, "They're like, like, like ah, what does this mean?" Like, you know, you know, Ulysses comes to the lunchroom and Gordon right. is like, "Wait, that didn't happen." Like, you know, Ulysses is like, "Hey, you want to join the Navy?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Granger basically becomes one of the best commanders, generals. Mm-hmm. Of the time, okay. Uh, he is for the Union, right? For the Union, yeah. He is constantly given accommodation. Mm-hmm. Like he's given all these different medals. Like I'm, I'm just gonna scroll down here. Uh, he eventually becomes a colonel, but he's given like bravest service. He's given you know uh, all sorts of like loyalty medals and whatnot. He eventually even befriends uh, President Johnson and, okay. and those types of things. Uh, during the Civil War, he you know distinguishes himself and ultimately is sent to deliver mm-hmm. General Order Number Three. Okay, and then is stationed in Texas to okay. oversee the enforcement yeah. for about uh, things like three years, mm-hmm. and then Grant sends him to negotiate uh, with various Native tribes. Okay, which he kind of does well. So that that's yeah. kind of how he that's kind of how he operates. He, yeah, he bounced around different places. Uh, Carried out orders. Him. He sure. was a carrier he, out of orders. Like truly. Another th- I mean, another thing that was interesting to yeah. note, you know, when one of the best resources we found as far as like a launching point to understand like the origins of Juneteenth, specifically yeah. in Texas, was a uh, video from Kelly Navies. She is the oral history specialist at the Museum of African American History. Yes great video we have it in the show notes definitely recommend you go check that, that is, out that is our best jumping off point and again jumping off point because there's, there's no way we can cover everything this yeah. is or it represents and like she's the adequately expert. there and, are yeah. experts on this whole topic but she did a good job of pointing out you know gordon specifically brought a couple of outfits that were fully african-american union soldiers yes, on purpose to enforce the Emancipation Proclamation in Texas. Which I thought was interesting. And it was interesting even diving in. A lot of those men stayed in Texas. Yes. So, you know, after about, I think it took about a year to truly, like, enforce the yeah. Emancipation Proclamation. And then there's, there's more of the story as far as there was the Emancipation Proclamation, then the 13th, and then the 14th, citizenship, 15th, voting rights. Like... I kind of hate that as kids we were sort of taught like Abraham Lincoln said no more slaves and then there were no more slaves. And then there were no more slaves. I even remember watching videos about like that day and yeah. there were like cartoons of black people in the streets and fireworks and it right. was just over. It took years and it took yeah. actual enforcement of an Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, and then more years for the thirteenth and the fourteenth and, and the fifteenth. Um, and you know we could go deeper and deeper, deeper on that. Deeper and deeper and more effed up and more effed up. But um, this is you know uh, whenever we started this podcast, mm-hmm. part of it was celebrating everything Texas is that is great and recognizing everything, yeah, and every every tiny little dark nook yeah. and cranny, mm-hmm. and recognizing that to get where we are, we had to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's a harsh reality to Juneteenth that. It started because Texas 
started as a haven for slave holders to yeah. bring their slaves and continue their operations of slavery. Right. That's really messed up. And that is yeah. a blot on the history of a state that we love. Yeah. But we can love a state that has that blot and we can acknowledge it's awesome that we get to celebrate Juneteenth and there are many things about it we're celebrating, but we also have to highlight it is very unfortunate that we celebrate it because this is a state that was founded on being a haven for slavery. Right. The fact that we celebrate it means that there was a reason to celebrate. <laughs> there was a reason to celebrate. Um, uh, and, there, you know, there, among any society's past, mm-hmm. there are those things. Yeah. And this is one of those things. Mm-hmm. So we can, with our moral framework, look at that and condemn it, but also understand that is history. Yeah. That is a fact. That is what happened. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, awesome highlighting him. There you go. Again, in the show notes, there's a launching point, the video of, again, Kelly Navies, the oral history specialist at yeah. the National Museum of African American History. Go watch it. And it's really good. A, a like, really it's, awesome timeline of, okay, yeah. so from this point, from June 19th of 1865, the very next year was the first Juneteenth, so 1866. And it started as, you know, church groups having picnics, yeah. having barbecue, celebrating the fact. Which it still is in still many ways. Still is in many ways. And she kind of talks through, you know, there was an ebb and flow yeah. of Juneteenth being celebrated. Like into early 1900s, there was the, uh, I believe she, it's the great migration of yeah. freed black people in the South moving north because. Because why wouldn't you? Because why wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> it's hot down here. And bringing celebrations sort of from the south to the north, so it faded away in the south, but then people coming back down south. And we get a good, like, view of her experience as well, talking about being from, she was from Detroit, so it's a different experience as well. And I I like that she was able to infuse Mm -hmm. it as she told the whole story. Exactly. Yeah. So So. that's an amazing video. Definitely check it out. Jumping off point for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. Do, do, Do we say happy Juneteenth? I don't know. Uh, so you know I love Charlemagne and Breakfast yeah. Club for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, well, because it's great. It, yeah. But you know that I don't really listen to rap music very often. Yeah. So that's basically the only time <laughs> that's I... That's your one that's reference. That's my like one reference. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think Charlemagne said something kind of interesting where he was like, I kind of wish... I don't want... I don't want... Bla- and I'm paraphrasing. Don't, you know, you know, jump on me if you want. But mm-hmm. this is a paraphrase. Uh, he's like, listen, I... I'm kind of tired of celebrating like things in black history that are negative. Yeah. Like I want to celebrate happy things. I want mm-hmm. each. So ce- I wish every celebration we had wasn't tied to as we just, yeah, as we, a as we just ago, referenced, like, it kind of sucks that this is a celebration. Of the fact that it took two yeah. years and actual violent enforcement. Yeah. And I, I thought he had a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was something that kind of stuck with me there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that is a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. Um, yeah, but a uh, good month to be gay and black, you know? I, can I just really quick? Yeah. Black history is February. It's not even a full month. Yeah. And they were actually enslaved. Yeah. And then Juneteenth is in June. Yeah. Which like, is why wouldn't you swallowed up by things like bottom friendly food and <laughs> rainbow. Dude, Postmates is so funny. Like what? What is that a joke okay. or is that a serious thing? That was serious. And here's I was talking about this yesterday. Here's what I think happened. You and I both have kind of an advertising PR background. Yeah. We know that that ad had to be run through a team of There's, multiple. Dude, it, they, they went through trials. They pitched different ideas. Yeah. That's the one they settled on. So here's what I think happened. Mm-hmm. I think their one gay 
staff member yeah hated his job mm-hmm. and the people around him and was like you know or what her. or her or they and decided you know what i'm gonna push this ad and get this company in a lot of trouble and it's gonna be hilarious has for it me. been met it's been met not friendly right no like, they were like people are not happy about this for the most part uh as far as i know yeah because they came out with a bottom friendly menu like menu that was and it's not like they just did it and we're like, oh, these foods, blah, blah, blah. They mm. went to like a doctor and got advice yeah. on keeping and like, like a clean. Yeah, like frames, right? Yeah. Like, hey, if you eat this, here's the right? time frame. It just yada, seems, yada. It seems so um, over the top and inauthentic. Well, and all of it is, right? All of it is. I mean, it's, all of this We all know that, that it's BS. it's performative, right? I just, I'm just going to come out and say I'm planting a flag here. Sure, let's plant it. Is, is it rainbow? Wildly, no, it is not. It is wildly <laughs> effed up. That we have a real people group, yeah, that suffered real violence, enslavement, oppression, poverty is still experiencing sure levels of systematic oppression and inequality, and we have a month that's not even a full month, quote unquote, dedicated to yeah. them, yeah, and then you know over the past three years, all of a sudden you know, yeah, like. Now we have a full month in the summer, which is a way more beautiful because, month. Because to be it outside. used to be a parade. Used to be a parade, and you know, I right, I think and it most, expanded. I think again, it comes down to that: like eighty percent of people are sane and live in the middle, and sure. there's ten percent extreme on, on both either, ends of yeah, that yeah. on either side. We have Juneteenth. It, it seems so logical for if you're going to have a Black History Month, why wouldn't it be June? On, like, with like why wouldn't it? Why be? would it be June? It's it's an actual full month. It's longer. We can gather outside a little bit better because it's warmer. Juneteenth is in June. I just, as a straight white dude, I know that I have my own experience and yada, yeah, yada. Yeah. I don't have anything to say. We'll reference all the right yeah. people that we we'll can try find. to. We'll try to. We're trying our best here. Planet Flag. It is severely messed up that Pride Month kind of swallows up Juneteenth. Right. And it doesn't get the recognition. I think it's dumb. I, I think it's stupid. Uh, yeah like and i'm trying to look at it from the other perspective like and i'm having trouble wrapping my head around justifying it yeah i mean i i guess i guess if you're a group of of uh, like an oppressed group mm-hmm. and we can't deny that people in the alphabet L- lbgtq uh, plus i i can't remember yeah. um and i'm not saying that I, I'm just afraid to say the wrong thing. Back to we're like, young enough. We're young <laughs> enough to remember when it was LBG. Yeah. And then they added a T and at some point. They added a T. And then a Q came in there at some point. Was the plus before the Q or after the Q? And now there's an I, I think. There's an I. I think there's an A, too. Is there an A? I, I think the full thing is LBGTQI+. I want to point out that we're not joking or trying to make fun of it. We genuinely can't remember. Yeah. And um, I don't want to make anybody mad. I really don't care if I make anyone mad at this point. I care a little bit because, like, I I care about that. I, I care, care about people in that community, and if, I care about people that are actually a part of that community. Yeah. I don't care about the straight white woman who Fair. thinks she's making a difference. Right. I don't care about the rich family in Terrytown that's flying a rainbow Screw flag. You, Karen. you don't know anything about it. <laughs> like, I don't care about those people. Yes, I care about people who have actually suffered. Yeah. Hate who have actually suffered a real hard life because Same. they were born gay or bisexual or trans. Right. Very hard life. Very real struggle. Yes. But I think it's absurd that 
black people and African-American people in this country and in this state have suffered true martyrdom. Well, like government mandated oppression. Government mandated for literally hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And we're not done yet. Multiple hundreds. And Um, it's like, oh, Juneteenth and February. I guess it's just that, I don't, I, I honestly don't know. I would have to go into why June became Pride Month to figure out and sure, why and February. I'm sure there's legitimate reasons. I'm sure there are that at the time seem legitimate. It's just such also, a... Also, there's a difference between like Harvey Milk, a real person who did yeah. real work, and like the person who wants attention and decides that they're they, them, and they actually like people of the opposite gender. And there's also like the, the reality of living in a, in a town like Austin where you risk nothing. Yeah. By flying your rainbow flag. Literally nothing at all. Back to thoughts and prayers. Back to being, <laughs> yeah, back to being like performative for the sake of not yeah. being ousted mm-hmm. or, or feeling like you're part of the in-group. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm going to tie, tie this back to um, Flores winning her district yeah. in a way because it seems very clear that if you are liberal-leaning, if you're a Democrat, um, you should celebrate her win. Yeah. And... We, you know, we, we do our little bit of research that we do because mm-hmm. this is a relatively off the cuff podcast, Yeah, but it was very clear from the, you know, the left news outlets that, that it's that, a loss. Well, that it was a loss and that they even are trashing her a little bit mm-hmm. for, uh, her QAnon tags on social media posts. Yeah. Which, by the way, she's not tagging QAnon in her post. There are QAnon people tagging her. Which is what it seems like. And yeah. and even at the bottom of a Rolling Stone article, mm-hmm. it's like we, um, you know, Flores herself doesn't espouse or agree with any of the QAnon things. It just seems like she's okay with other leadership who, yeah. who does. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, so you're mad at her for being QAnon, but she's never actually come out as that. Yeah. Or said anything supporting it why wouldn't you just lift up this like this person who this person theoretically is the representation of who you want in, in office? Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, so tying it to the performative, you know, mm-hmm. activism, obviously you just want to say the right things and look like, mm-hmm. and look like you're part of that group, but you don't actually do the work and nope. you don't actually care. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, not to make it about, this is make it about me, but like that's why I'm willing to say on our podcast, sure. which is all the cup, like, look, I think this is really messed up. I think it's very. I messed think up. June. I believe Juneteenth is worth having more attention. Sure. Celebrating far more vibrantly. Yeah. Yet it's in smack dab the middle of this new Pride Month thing, which clearly we don't even know how to celebrate it because we've got companies that right. have employees that you would think have enough people that would say that's a bad idea. Rolling you out bottom-friendly campaigns. You would think. You would think that, like, one or two uh, gay, lesbian, whatever mm-hmm. people in the company would be like, yo. Yo. Which is why I think they were like, I hate this company. <laughs> I'm going to tank it. Either that or these diversity and inclusion sure. initiatives are not working. Are not working. Because there were no gay people there to say, like, hey. Um, hey, um, hey quick. Actually, actually, we uh, don't per- care. Personal, like, personal point of privilege? Personal point of privilege. <laughs> <laughs> quick point of personal privilege. Um, don't do that. Don't. It's just, a terrible idea. Hey, by the way, that hey. community, the people in that community are going to hate that. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, and you you're know, not doing this for us. Some of them might have been like, hey, can we just say anal? Hey, man, it's as simple as like if you're a company and you want to support Pride Month, don't change your logo rainbow. Don't, you know, throw out rainbow colored toilet paper, whatever you do. 
just do a quick ad on social, whatever. Be like, hey, we're donating to this group. It's important. Look at it if you we, want we've to. We've done our research. We've, we've this, found, we found these three these, nonprofits yeah. that are doing this work. Yeah, this is who we're Money donating is to. going there because they're doing actual And we're not going to change our product at all. And I think, again, 80% of people would be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, cool, cool, great, I'll donate. <laughs> that sounds like you're celebrating Pride Month. And then 20%, 10% on their yeah. side would be like, ah! <laughs> They're always so loud, though. They're so loud. Yeah. So loud. So loud. Um, I yeah. hope none of this took away from, we're trying to highlight as best as we can, Juneteenth. I hope it didn't, too, because but I do think that the part of that conversation is important in that we have a tendency to cover up mm-hmm. things that are painful. Yeah. In order to- And things to, that are real. And things that are real in order to make money, make us feel better, mm-hmm. and- I think as we, Ooh. you know, recognize and celebrate Juneteenth, take that into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and find real, again, f- start start here. Yeah. This link to the Juneteenth discussion with Kelly Navies. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's, it's really wor- good. It's worth your 23 minutes. Honestly, yeah. To watch the whole thing. Go from there. We, we found some other resources we'll share from there. And yeah, do your research. Frankly, can we move this Pride Month to July or su- or sure. to February? Can we flop it? Can, yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, bottom's got to be inside anyway. So like, let's make it a cold month. And that is where he went too far. <laughs> Put the bottoms back on top. <laughs> is that offensive? <laughs> Texas, Texas podcast. Putting bottoms back on top since today. Texas goes gay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. Dude, if we ever do a Texas goes for like a pride, like a pride thing, yeah, that'd be a, like a that'd be a great show. title. Yeah, like I, I would do a Texas dude, yeah. goes to a drag show. That'd be so fun. It'd be really fun, dude. That'd be awesome. I, I'm down. Parker, yeah, put it on the calendar. There you go. Sorry, intern. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, did you see him? Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I was. Uh, see, I was walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them in specific places. Streets are dangerous. Yeah. Bikes go on streets. Bikes do go on streets. But, you know, I'm, I'm walking and this scooter just like blazes it out, blazes out of nowhere. And it like starts doing donuts in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And it's making all the smoke. But I noticed there's like a yellow glare in it. And then like it stops and it's lands. And all this traffic is stopped. He's calls all, all this ruckus. And he looks at me and he's like, anything with two wheels. <laughs> and then he just zooms off. <laughs> the yellow blur. The yellow blur strikes again. <laughs> anyway. He needs to thank us for all the publicity. Honestly, we're giving him so much free publicity. So much free publicity. <laughs> So I you know cannot, how I like to troll people? I do know how you like to troll By people. By the way, Ted Cruz's office, you have not answered me, and I'm at email number 95. I'm going to start emailing his team every episode, like yeah. an episode a day. Oh, wow. And just be like, timestamp. Yeah. Publicity, publicity, publicity. Open invite. Open invite for a lawsuit. Yeah. Open invite. I'm super excited about our first I would also like assist. to point out, at this point, he can't really sue us because we haven't defamed his character. Mm, true. We've... We've satirized. We've satirized. We've made fun of. Made fun of for sure. We've also pointed out the good stuff. Yeah. He didn't kill anybody when I saw him this time. That's true. And he's eco-friendly. He's on a bike. He's on a scooter. He's never been in a car. Yeah. Never once. Never once. Lance. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, 
hey, thank all you right. all for listening. Be on the lookout for more sketches. Share this episode. Seriously, take some time. Think about what it means to celebrate Juneteenth. Yeah. Think about what it means when it comes to actual people who have been truly oppressed, who have been truly martyred yeah. for no good reason at all. If we've done a bad job of highlighting this, we would love to hear from you. We're yeah. open to hearing that. We're doing our best here. I personally know that uh, I'm lacking in many ways. <laughs> Go follow the art for, our Artful Bachelorette to find out more. <laughs> Bye, Bye, y'all. y'all.